in kindness always is a way of being, growing and evolving. Your words, actions and contribution are your global heart print, your legacy. Welcome to the In Kindness Always podcast. I'm Amanda Mackay, sound healer and kindness advocate. This is where we create conversations, spark ideas and explore your emotional evolution. Welcome to the In Kindness Always podcast. How are you going, Amanda? I'm well. How are you? Now it's time for us to have some conversation boundaries. It is. We're going to talk about conversation boundaries. Mm. And um, you've you've actually done um, you're, you're doing a course around uh, boundaries and the the seven types of boundaries uh, that you've identified. Um, do we want to just start with that and um, what those boundaries are? Yeah, sure. So we have uh, communication, time, influence, emotional, mind, responsibility and energy boundaries. That's a whole lot of boundaries. It is. Uh, it sounds like a lot but they're actually very important for you really to uh, create a really great inner and outer environment for yourself. mm and um, so really looking at what we will and won't accept when it comes to conversations, what are we, what are we talking about or not talking about there? <laughs> okay, so a lot of uh, what we're talking about with communication is what, I mean, everybody's had that experience where you're talking and you can tell the other person's not really listening, mm-hmm. they're just waiting for you to stop so they can talk. Mm. So... Why are we communicating with these people? Mm. Sometimes it's necessary, it's work or, you know, it's your great auntie at Christmas or, you know, (laughs) things like that. (laughs) But if you're, it's who you're choosing to be around. Mm -hmm. Who are you choosing to have your conversations with? Mm. I'm sure we've all experienced where you've had friends or groups of people, probably more so when you're younger, but, you know, it can happen anytime. Where you're in a group, you're like, what am I doing here? Yeah. These people are not my fit. But you're kind of there because you're friends or you've known them forever or that sort of thing. And and same patterns are coming up in conversation. So it's choosing to be around people who are more like you mm-hmm. and not just go along with whatever you say. Like they can... Actually you know, challenge, challenge you. Yeah, they yeah. can challenge you as well. But um, the the first thing is who are you talking to and why? Yeah. Why are you actually having those? Why are you engaging in those conversations? Mm-hmm. Are you having the same conversation everywhere you go? Some people, it doesn't matter who's in front of them, they will be saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. They're just looking for an audience. Yeah. So that's not real communication. mm because communication takes two people. Yeah. Some listening and some actual real talking rather than just, oh, look, there's someone. I'll just <laughs> relay this story again <laughs> for someone new because it's like they they can't get out of that loop of that story. Mm. So you might have a, a partner or a friend and you when you go out, you're like, oh, this story again. 
<laughs> Had this before. So here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> and take note, are you doing that? Mm. Sometimes when we're, when we're talking to people, we can go into autopilot and not actually be very conscious of, of what we're saying and, and how often we say it. Yes, and sometimes people do that to avoid. Mm. Avoid talking about anything real. Mm. I see that a lot because, you know, I can read energy and I know what people are really feeling. They'll talk to me about things. Like I'm not sure why we're having this conversation. <laughs> like I do to you. No. <laughs> and you'll, be, you'll know the answer but you'll just keep prodding and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but you do. <laughs> just need to breathe. I just don't want to know. <laughs> Yeah, so um, people keep things kind of light and very superficial, which is sometimes very appropriate. Mm. But um, there's there's a point in there where you're probably not being truthful about how you're really feeling. Mm. So avoiding isn't good for your health either. No. Um, Just talking and not listening, so... When you're really listening, you're not waiting for that opportunity just to have a say mm. or give an opinion because an opinion is just something that you keep throwing out there all the time mm. because if you're really listening, you might think differently about things because of what somebody has said. Mm. They'll bring a different perspective about something that you've had no experience in whatsoever. Yeah, and it's it's also um, absorbing what what they're saying. So you'll actually gain something from that conversation if you actually soak it in, you know, instead of just, oh, I'll shut my mouth now. <laughs> You've actually got to take it in. Yeah, absolutely. And we all have completely different experiences. Mm. You and I have completely different life experiences and we can have a conversation mm. and learn from each other if we're listening, because you're like, oh, yeah, I would never have thought of that because I haven't lived that. Mm. So how would I know? Yeah. So opinion is just really based on bias and prejudice a lot of the time mm. rather than actually really understanding an experience that somebody's had. Yeah. It's a completely different way of communicating. Mm. You just sort of throw something and see <laughs> if it sticks. You know what they say <laughs> about opinions, don't you? What's that? They're like bums. Everybody's got one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) The direction these conversations take. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So um, and also what what are you actually communicating? Do you tell people everything? Mm. What we now call oversharing, mm. you know, things that may be not appropriate to talk about. Mm. You also need to consider how someone else might feel about receiving that kind of information too. Yeah, and you could trigger someone if you're oversharing, I think, in some cases. It, yeah, it does happen. Mm. So um, you don't have to tell everybody everything to be connected to them. Mm. You don't have to tell them, you know, what you consider to be the most private things for you. Mm. That doesn't mean that you've got – that doesn't make your friendship better. No. 
you know, you get to levels of trust with people. Mm. You know, and you've got to flesh that out. You don't just sort of dive right in. <laughs> Put all your eggs in one basket, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. And yeah. then people have um, a miscommunication about something and then they feel really betrayed mm. because I've, I've shared all this with you and then you did that mm. or you said that or, you know, your perception of what they did. And then they feel very betrayed because they had been involved in this such intimate sort of conversation. Mm. So you get there. Friendships come in steps and waves and that sort of thing. It's not all at once. Yeah. And some things you don't really need to talk about either. So it depends on if you've healed something, Mm. you probably don't really feel the need to talk about it. Yeah, so true. So true. So people may not know something about you doesn't mean you're hiding it. Mm. It just means that it's not not a big thing for you. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. I, yeah. I know there's heaps of stuff <laughs> that I don't want to talk about anymore because I've healed that stuff and we've moved on. <laughs> yeah. So it's like what's the point? Well, I'm, yeah. I'm wasting my breath. Yeah. And my, Why waste any more energy on that? Yeah, that's right. Mm. So there's a lot, of, a lot to sort of think about and, you know, if somebody's – talking to you about something that you're not comfortable listening to, it's really delicate mm. to sort of extract yourself from that communication. Mm. But, um, you know, uh, what you would normally see is someone would either change the subject completely mm. or they'd walk away or, you know, there'd be a complete dismissing of something. But, mm. you know, you can be a bit more gentle with curbing the conversation. Mm. Yeah, it can be difficult to be in that situation and, and to know the right tact to take. Yes, it can be very tricky. And also people can be just reflecting what they're feeling onto you too and just recognising that it's probably their stuff, their mm. pain. Yeah. Um, even if they're being a little bit nasty, mm. and making comments... It's because of something they're feeling. Yeah. It's actually not about you. Mm. So getting to the point where someone says something, you're like, oh, yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's not actually about me. Mm. It's about you. Yep. It's it's a level of compassion actually. Yeah. Because you can see that it really is about them but you're not having to come back and bite Mm. or throw your five cents worth in or something like that. Mm. You just, you really allow it to just pass you by. Yeah. It's not worth your energy. Yeah. And I think another um, big part of those boundaries is um, you often um, worry about what other people will think about you based on what you say. Yeah, very much. And I think that when you are concerned about that, it shows, it's like animals in fear. Mm. (laughs) People know when you're not really being yourself. Mm. So if you are just being you and you're not trying to, you know, put anyone down or say anything nasty or be overly sherry or whatever those things are, if you're just you Mm. and people react to that, then it really is their stuff. Yeah. You know, start hanging out with some different people. (laughs) You can find, you know, different friends and different interests and things that are more aligned to you. And when it comes to family, they're our biggest teacher. Mm. They 
can find our trigger points before we even know we've got them because <laughs> they've probably got them too. <laughs> and then um, you often find yourself in um, situations where there's people who've always got to be right, like they've got to be, you know, the the authority in the conversation. Yes. <laughs> you just looked at me like mm. I know because I, I, I'm thinking people I know like that. <laughs> And that's usually um, when they're unsure about themselves. Mm. Yeah. So they, they're not really feeling that confident underneath mm. and that could be really deep underneath because you look at them and go, oh, no, they're an outgoing person. Yeah, they've, they've got, got it all together. Yeah, <laughs> often not. Mm. They don't often have it together as much as you might assume. Mm. So they could have... Um, been brought up with an overly critical parent mm. and so they have to be right all the time so they can't be told they're wrong. Mm. And it can be sort of as simple as that when you get down to it. Yeah. Yeah. They, and they can be um, challenging conversations to have too because in the end you just go, you know what, <laughs> all yours. <laughs> yeah, and it, it doesn't even matter. If they want to be in that position, that's up to them. Yeah. You know, you can have people who've had to be overly responsible from a young age too. Mm-hmm. So they they had to look after the emotional state of the family mm. for whatever reason and that's why they have to be right. Yeah. Because they had to carry that emotional load from such a young age. Mm. So it's usually something in there yeah. that they've had to deal with in their lifetime. Mm. And negative people, dealing with them <laughs> can be challenging in conversations as well. Um, I know a couple of people in my life <laughs> who are quite negative and mm. it, can, it, it can just bring your whole energy down if you don't try and change the direction of the conversation. It can. Uh, if you have these boundaries in place mm. and you're really solid with who you are, and how you feel about things, it won't affect you. Mm. So when I work with people, I can't have no. all their stuff affect me. Mm. So I've got to be very clear and grounded and very centred. Mm. Um, so I can help people mm. and that's a place where you can get to too when you're talking to others mm. because you're not wanting them to be different. You're not wanting uh, anything in particular out of it. When somebody wants you to uh, be a certain way, it's because they want you to be like them so they feel okay about themselves. Mm. They, they, that's why people migrate to others who are negative mm. or others who are positive or, you know, you have the same interests because this group is affirming that I'm okay. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, yoga or negative stuff or, you know, anything. Mm. Any group is, oh, there's my tribe. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. That's what it's sort of coming back to. But um, negative people, it's because they've had usually something go on mm. where it's not felt emotionally safe for them. Yeah. So this is their armour. Mm. Everything always goes wrong. Mm. There's always this... This person is always rude to me or I go out and this always happens because you're always expecting something 
But they're they're almost setting themselves up for it, aren't they? Like they're exactly. perpetuating it. Yeah, exactly. Because you're looking for it, mm. so you can have two people have the same experience, as they always say, and see it completely differently mm. through different eyes. Yeah, I have been in conversation with people. You know, when you might be out eating, one person has this opinion, and I'm like, I didn't see that at all because <laughs> I don't see things like they do. Yeah, so. You know, they can say, oh, you said this or you did that. And you're like, no, mm. no, that's not how I feel. Yeah. So it is really the emotional state of the other person too. Mm. So you either um, go with that or you go with your own. Yeah. It's yeah. a pretty simple choice. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to um, be almost be dragged into that emotional state of somebody else. Mm-hmm. You have choice. Yep. You don't have to stay in a conversation. Yep. You just go, bye. Yeah. (laughs) See you later. (laughs) However it is that you want to end it. Yeah. End the conversation and you don't have to keep engaging. Mm. Um, So with uh, our conversation boundaries, um, what kind of uh, results or outcomes uh, can uh, people expect uh, when they – Take your e-course. Well, you're going to get very clear on what you do and don't want in your life mm-hmm. and who you're going to invite in, the choices that you make in what you want to do, how you want to create those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you get very clear on you and what you want. Yeah. So um, your communication, you probably don't, need to talk as much because you're really clear. And you're also actually listening. (laughs) Yeah, and those conversations become much, much more meaningful Mm. and connected. Mm. And I think people are really looking for connection Yeah, more than anything. And even if you're talking about two people who are really negative Mm. and they're having their usual conversation about all this negative stuff, that's actually their connection. Yeah. They're just doing it in their particular way. Mm. But we're looking at healthy communication and real connection with someone else, mm. which is all about kindness, you know. Yeah. And um, it, it's got to help your relationships, I think, if you really nail those conversation boundaries. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Because you can... You can create such a a strong connection with somebody. You can really let them know that you are willing to be a part of their life Mm. and they feel supported and connected and so do you. Yeah. Which is an amazing feeling that you have with people Mm. when they genuinely care about you. Yeah. And you genuinely care about them. Yeah. It's – um. it just m- makes it a kinder world and a happy one, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> Look at that. One one boundary at a time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. And especially for people who have um, children. Mm. So when you communicate with children, you need to talk to them mm. and listen. Not at them. Yeah. One of the biggest things that um, – I don't – people might not know. I have four children 
and um, I raised my children on my own from when they were very young. So it was very important for me to create a really healthy emotional place for them so they could always talk to me, mm. even if it was something they thought I might not like as they got older, especially into teenage years. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that we had that environment, that even if there was something that they knew they could come to me and it would be okay, mm. no matter what it was, it wouldn't change us. Yeah. It would be okay. And so when people talk about their kids and want to create change, the big thing I say always is when that child comes to you, doesn't matter what you're doing, stop. Mm. Stop whatever you're doing. Give them the minute and a half that they want. Mm. They will then feel heard, feel safe, feel secure and then they'll go off and do their own thing, mm. really feeling secure and happy that you're always there. Mm. And generally when kids want your attention, it's not for long. It's like they're checking in. Yeah. They're just going, oh, hey, mum, dad, oh, yeah, yep, you're still here. It's all good. I feel emotionally safe now. I can go and play. Because mm. kids don't all, don't generally want their kids to be playing with them for three hours. Yeah. I mean, you do. You go and do activities and you do fun stuff and you do all of that. But you're at home. Mm. They just want to know, oh, yeah, they're there. It's all good. Yeah. And then they, you know, go off and that you are creating like a bank of trust mm. with the kids. Then. I, was, I was about to say that, that you know, you, you not only trust them but they trust you and then can share more with you um, and you've just got that open, honest relationship. Yeah, and when you stop, mm. you actually put down whatever you're doing and look them in the eye. Mm. Not talking while you're doing something, mm. stop. Seriously, it's not going to take long. Yeah. Look them in the eye and they really feel heard and that's so important for self-esteem and self-confidence and that really beautiful inner environment of I'm safe for children. Mm. Because, you know, um, giving them a a small part of yourself or or not your full attention um, can can have impacts over time um, for kids. Yeah, that... Yeah. I'm not heard. And that manifests in so many ways and so many different things. I know because that's what I work a lot with people is the I was ignored, not heard, not listened to, disconnected from my parents. Mm -hmm. And this is just emotional. It's not that people grew up in awful households or they weren't provided for, all of those things. It's this emotional disconnection Mm. that creates um, a lot of issues for people. Yeah. And a lot of resistances in other ways. So in their relationships later, they don't just feel like they're never going to be heard. Mm. They can't say what they want. They don't feel valued. No one's going to listen to me anyway. And it all comes back to that, you know, just giving them the time and attention that they need when they need it. And if we can't do that, <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's really important. Mm. And you can see it in kids' eyes. Mm. They just, they really love that connection. Yeah. And when they're older, they can come and talk to you. Mm. In the great moments, in the the sticky, tricky ones, and they know you're going to listen mm. and they're okay. Yeah. And that will get you through most things with a teenager. Mm. 
so much better yeah. than anything else. Yeah. Because you're like, okay, we're going to sort this somehow. Might be painful. <laughs> <laughs> Might be rocky. Who knows what the situation is, but we're going to be doing this together. Mm. Yeah. And that saves kids, you know. Years off. of therapy. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, conversation boundaries, all part of kindness, aren't they? Absolutely. Thank you for connecting. To open and explore the gateway to your healing path to kindness, visit inkindnessalways.com.